Welcome to Treknopod, a short-form podcast hosted by two dads who love to talk Trek. I am Captain Schaff, and with me each week, side-by-side in our co-captain's chairs on the bridge of the USS Treknopod, formerly Treknological, is Captain Vactor. How are you, Vactor? I'm doing very well, Captain Schaff. We are back, baby! Woo! We're back, Picard's back. Yeah. It, it's it's a good time to be a Trek fan uh, in this world today. I love it. I love uh, it. Yeah. Now, we've changed up our format just a little bit. We're getting right to the goods. We're not going to we're not uh, t- you know wasting any time. So, each week here's our plan going forward. We're going to have two episodes for you. Two. Saturdays we're going to drop <laughs> yeah, two Uh, we'll drop an episode focused on our thoughts of the current trek on tv uh, from the past week right now it's going to be star trek picard season three Uh, we just had our first episode yesterday Uh, we're recording this by the way on friday february 17th Um, and yeah so we're gonna have uh, picard and then we'll continue and watch whatever the shows come next yeah, and on Tuesdays, we're going to drop a bonus episode devoted to our adventures as dads to young children called Boldly Dadding. There Woo. truly is something just about for everyone, Shav. That's right. That's right. Um, now, with that, in, uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get into our weekly mission with our episode discussion. So Woo. we're talking about uh, Star Trek Picard. Season three, episode one, which uh, I think the episode title is brilliant. It's called The Next Generation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I love that. Uh, It first aired uh, yesterday, February 16th, 2023, directed by Doug, and I'm going to totally butcher this last name. (laughs) Uh, It's got too many vowels. Too many vowels, not enough consonants, and it's way too long. So here we go. Doug Arniowski. Doug Arniowski. Doug A. Dougie. Good old Dougie. <laughs> um, and written by Terry Metalis, who's also the showrunner of this show. Um, now, uh, we are going to throw up a quick red alert because uh, from here on forward, we're going to be talking about the synopsis of the show. We're going to get into spoilers. And just in case you don't want to be spoiled and maybe haven't uh, yet watched this episode of Star Trek Picard, go ahead and do yourself a favor. Check out Paramount Plus and give it a, give it a watch. And then come on back and listen. Or if you're on YouTube watching us, and that's even better. Um, The synopsis for this episode is as follows. After receiving a cryptic, urgent distress distress call from Dr. Beverly Crusher, Admiral Jean-Luc Picard, or as uh, Q would say, John Luck Pickard, uh, (laughs) enlists help from generations old and new to embark on one final adventure, a daring mission that will change Starfleet and his old crew forever. (laughs) so uh so yeah so let's go ahead and get into it vactor um i gotta hear what your thoughts were on this episode this episode i enjoyed but it was not my favorite of picard so far and i think expectations having been lowered from season two i went into this one wanting it to be good and we've already seen the next generation cast be announced so that's kind of raise my expectations up a little bit. But as far as this first episode goes, I was whelmed. Maybe I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't underwhelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed. I was whelmed by this episode. Sufficiently whelmed. I liked it. I did not love it. Okay. I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I got to say, uh, I like just like you, season two kind of 
it, it started out super strong, but then it, it really kind of tapered off towards the end and it didn't really find its footing until the, maybe some of the last moments of the show, but it still didn't, I don't think it saved the season. Um, it's definitely a show that a lot of people have a lot of like critical things to say about. So, which is kind of shocking and kind of unfortunate because we're talking about one of the most famous and most popular captains of all time. So it's weird that Picard gets so much hate in the Trek community, but it does. And there's a lot of people who have very strong opinions about it. Uh, but I will say the first episode was, um, it had a lot of good things going for it. Um, but I think it definitely did suffer a little bit in certain spots. So um, I think we should probably just like dig into it and kind of uh, grasp yeah. it better. Um, so as soon as soon as you know how they do this with Star Trek on uh, Paramount Plus, they have that Trek like intro bumper mm-hmm. and they have whatever ship is the ship of that series, like fly by and like make the Delta symbol and everything. Yeah. Um, Seeing that Titan A, I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This <laughs> yeah. is really cool. I love when they do that. I think that's a really nice touch. It's the Titan. It's the Titan. Uh, the episode starts with in the 25th century, which uh, is a nice callback to Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, where they showed the the title plate in the 23rd century. So um, so we, we have an idea of where this takes place. I think I read somewhere online it's that this particular series takes place about 20 to 25 years after the events of, of, um, lower decks. So just like putting that in the timeline of things, you can kind of see, this is why obviously it's not the same Titan from that show. That's the original Titan that, that Riker commanded. And now it's got a new captain who's in a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we found, we, we get to meet captain Shaw and, um, and he's definitely uh, a D-I-C-K. He's nothing like <laughs> Captain Shoff. No. no. <laughs> um, when we first open up on the on the show, we get to see Crusher. She's a badass. Uh, just vaporizing dudes. Which that was vaporizing. cool. Vaporizing. It's like really a, cool, but I'm like... 007 type of... Yeah. Like, we're not... She's not even going for just like, I'm going to injure you or I'm going to kill you, but not like dissolve your entire being mm-hmm. but no she hits she's like dialed it up all the way to 11 and she's like i'm going to make you ash <laughs> you will be dust yes um so so that was something it was weird to me that the aliens I, we don't know what species they are yet um right. maybe we will or will not find out but they were uh they were they were basically like clickers in space mm. for me that was what the vibe i was getting it was yeah. all right I was like, oh, I can't take it. I can't take it. My uh, nine-month-old uh, has now six teeth, believe it or not, six teeth. Um, but she's she loves to grind them against each other, and it makes this dis- just gross clicking sound. Um, with The Last of Us being on TV right now, clickers, scary stuff. Ooh. Scary stuff. <laughs> um, what did you think about Beverly being the the badass that she was? So I have two opinions on that. Number one, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, this is cool. You know, just because I like s- super spy type of things. I, I like 007. I like those type of um, action bits. But then on the other hand, it kind of gave me almost like Luke Skywalker in episode seven, eight, and nine, where it's like, okay, it's been a certain amount of time. We haven't seen this character before. And they almost feel like a different character. It almost feels like this is not the person that we grew up with, True. but there's that time 
in between, we have this mystery of, oh, what's been happening for the last 20 years? And we're going to find out probably over the course of the season. But yeah. as I was watching this episode, I was like, wait a minute, that's not the doctor that I knew. And then when she got shot, I was like, wait a minute, is she going to self-heal? Is she going to administer something to herself? But she just sent that message out to Picard. So I'm curious about the mystery. You know, they did a good job of yeah. making it, all right, what's going to happen? You want to know. There's a lot of intrigue there, a lot of mystery. So I think it was well done for this first episode, and we'll see where it goes, whether I'll be happy or not with, with the yeah, changes. Yeah, um, yeah. I was kind of surprised she didn't just th- pull out a hypo spray and just, you know, immediately heal herself. Yes. I mean, they made that quite clear on TNG how easy it is to <laughs> to recover from a wound, but I right. guess it must have been pretty deep. Um, and did you notice the opening title or uh, credits after um, the Picard, they had the the title of the, sh- the Next Generation episode, and it was kind of in that, TNG yes. font. Yes, I loved that. I loved that. Another thing I loved about that intro is that they scrapped the original oh, yes. uh, Picard uh, show open, which I, right. I hate. Yeah. I, it was so bloated and way too long. And then it focuses on his his old face, and we just don't need to see that. Like it 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 never worked for me, and it was way too long an intro. I felt it was like a minute long. Like, it was way too long. Right. Um, I felt like this so, is how it should have been. All three yeah, seasons should have been like this. Exactly. This gets right into it. In fact, they saved the real, like, intro for the end credits, and that was a nice touch. I think it worked out really, really well. Yes. It reminded me a lot of, like, the Marvel Disney Plus mm, uh, mm-hmm. end credit scenes where they're they're very stylized, and they also are giving away little, like, Easter eggs or things uh, to pay attention to, yes. like, details, like, on the L-Cars right. uh, menus and stuff like that. So I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, the... This Picard Laris uh, relationship, you know, it took them so long to finally get together, and now that they are together, I don't even care about them. <laughs> like, you know, I, it's to me, it is um, just a very unnecessary plot line because every fan that I know only cares about one thing now that Picard and Crusher are back in the mix, and that's that they like find each other and get together or something, you know. Um, speaking of which, we get to meet Crusher's uh, son, who looks to be at probably 20 years old, which fits in the timeline of how many years it's been since she's seen Captain Picard, which I can only guess is uh, they're timing that based on the events of Nemesis, right? Mm. So are we saying that like at <laughs> at Riker and Troy's wedding, that that night, Picard and, and Beverly were were smushing. Well, <laughs> I I I have not convinced yet that it is Picard's, but yeah, that would be interesting. Um, but you don't think so? You don't I think, think it's gonna. Yeah, I think it's gonna be some mystery man, somebody that we didn't know about. I almost feel like it's too easy to say that it's Picard's. See, but don't you think, like, being that this is the final season, there's not going to be anything more that they can lean into fan service more because it it doesn't have to have um, any further continuity. Like these characters, they could theoretically die at this point. Like there's, they may not come back. Um, So I kind of feel like they've planted large enough breadcrumbs to, to make it be a Picard crusher love child. Um, 
I guess his name is Jack, yes. which is um, also the name of her ex-husband, I think. Yeah, they had is, a like um, a case like before yeah. you saw her, it had his name on it. Yeah, but I think that was her husband's old case right. from back when right. he was in Starfleet, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that, that would be ironic, right? Like she names the Picard's love child after her ex-husband. Nah, <laughs> she wouldn't. We do that. are, <laughs> yeah, we are tangled web. We we uh, here. Um, yeah, I, go ahead. Why why does he have a British accent? Where was yeah, he raised? An, exactly, that's a really good point. And and knowing how accents work, it doesn't just happen because you're born to a parent who is British or something. Like mm-hmm. that's not how accents work. It's about uh, wh- what you're exposed to and yeah. your environment and what's surrounding you. So like he, unless he was raised around that, then he has no business with that accent. So, and do you yeah. think Beverly would keep that love child from Picard all these years? Would she do that? Has she changed that much? Yeah, I don't. I, I really want to understand the rift that would have caused that twenty-year gap. That does seem very strange. Um, my thought initially was maybe after seeing what happened with Wesley being in Starfleet and then kind of going off and becoming a traveler, and she doesn't have any contact with him ever again. Maybe she was trying to be protective of this son and sort of keep him out of that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I just, I don't really know yet. And so that, that is definitely a hang up for me in terms of saying that this is definitively Picard's kid. Mm-hmm. Cause that is, that is weird. Um, yes. it's weird that none of them have talked to, to Crusher in 20 years, right. um, that she's basically like removed herself completely from all of these people. That's an interesting uh, development. Yeah. Um, and like I said, just I, a fun, Oh, sorry. I get that Luke Skywalker vibe again of we, all these years we thought, Oh yeah, Luke is, talking to everybody he's rebuilding the jedi academy and then episode seven comes out and it's like oh no he has he's been gone for how many years (laughs) that's how i felt like with beverly yeah totally totally um a couple things that just made me laugh uh they're talking about the the enterprise d models in that bar scene and (laughs) she's like nobody likes the fat ones I laughed. I, I definitely <laughs> lulled at that. That was that was very funny. Um, I think that was a nod to the Eagle Moss ships that basically went bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> all those all those models. Um, we get to see Raffi undercover, and can I tell you, I don't care at all about Raffi. You know, you said the the same thing about Loris. When I saw those characters, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> that was the cast that they were building the last two seasons. And I don't care about them. I only care about the next gen cast. Yeah. That, like it Riker, feels like, so great to see Riker again. Yeah. And w- that was that same uh, feeling that we had when we saw him and, and Deanna on the other, on the other season. It was, Oh, these are old friends. We're coming back. And that's why we love Picard. That's why we, we were, got us so excited about Picard is because of what the next generation built upon. Like all of those great, episodes and great years of television that's what we want again when we heard picard was announced i don't think we want brand new characters we want to see all of the next gen people where they're at geordie being a father you know those type of things i want to see wharf with a white beard i want to see all (laughs) of these people and how do they come back together for this one last mission so i was i got a thrill out of the Picard and 
Riker, Butch, Butch Cassidy and Sundance kind of totally mission totally. that they went on. And when Raffi came on, I, I didn't know who she was at first. Like I was like, who is this? When when they were when she was concealed in the hood, walking through the thing, I was like, oh, are they introducing another new character? And then when when it was revealed who it was, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I I don't even care about the that character anymore. Yeah, no, it, it's she's got so many dangling plot threads. Um, my buddy, I was talking with my friend, uh, Josh, who listens to the show. So shout out to, uh, my friend, Josh, Hi, Josh. uh, we'll have him on eventually. Cause, uh, he is a big Trekkie nice. uh, fan and he got, he got caught up on Picard recently oh, nice. and he's been actively watching this too, but he was, he said, uh, I gotta find it here. He says, <laughs> I don't, he's like, I just don't get her character. Like they want the actor to be in the show and they're trying to figure out what to do with her. He's like, is she gay, a mom washed out, useful, a junkie? She's a walking one woman show and I don't know what's going on when she's on the screen. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Like, and she has kind of an important part to play for the story because clearly she it has a finger on the pulse of what this overarching threat is, which is this, the stolen tech that can do perform like a quantum tunneling effect. And it's being used as a weapon. And as we saw it destroy the recruitment center uh, of Starfleet um, just by like basically like using an energy field and s- like taking out the floor underneath it so it would demolish and then taking all those pieces and then junk rifting them <laughs> like it Fortnite. was like that video game portal you put the portal down and you you shoot the portal on the other side and then it goes through. yeah exactly exactly i mean it was a really cool effect it looked cool but uh definitely very damaging uh and concerning um but yeah she's She's just kind of a mess of a character and has no real focus. Uh, I got to say um, one aspect of that whole like sequence where she's on the ship trying to like figure out who the red lady is, who the red lady is. Are you telling me that in the 25th century, they their Google searching isn't intuitive enough for you to put in the red lady and it for it to pull up something of relevance, like this giant statue out front of the recruitment center of Starfleet, yeah. mind you, of the fact and the fact that Frontier Day that they're like driving home in almost every scene, Frontier Day is is, is upon us. It's gonna be here. Like to me, it seemed pretty obvious. And I can do a Google search and find out whatever I want to know about my neighbors right now. So you're telling me that uh, 400 plus years in the future, I'm not, <laughs> I, I can't do a search for Red Lady and find out what I want. Like that to me seemed a little, little much, a little yeah. hard to, to take. In a future where we have replicator technology, there's no reason why the the description of that object would not have been, this is a lady, this is a Red Lady. Like, you know, right. whoever typed up the description of what this object is. It would have come up in the search results because they were like, oh, well, it's not named the Red Lady. So it would not, it didn't appear on any search results. Like the SEO is terrible that it doesn't say Red Lady and mm-hmm. come up with a picture of a, a lady who is red. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> and I, like I, said, I, I agree. I agree. On totally. Frontier Day and, and all these things that were tying it together. So that part was yeah. ridiculous. Well, we're, we're, Running a little bit low on time, but let's do this. Let's let's uh, t- briefly touch on three things we loved, three things we, we didn't love. You go first. I love seeing the old cast again, the TNG members. I love seeing the TNG font. And I love this mystery of 
why is Crusher and her son on the run? What, what have they been running from? So those are the yeah. three things I loved. Okay, cool. Uh, three things I loved. I love seeing Riker and Picard back again. Those two are a lot of fun, a lot of fun uh, to be... Uh, to be interacting with. I think the Titan A is really cool. It's an interesting design because it's sort of, it's not super modern looking. Like it's the 25th century and the ships that came before it, like say the Enterprise E, much more sleek, much more streamlined. This one is, is, uh, I don't know. It just, it feels a little bit more blocky and uh, old fashioned, almost like hearkening back to, the original constitution class um, and, and and the classes of the TOS era. So uh, I'm, I don't hate it. It's just, it's kind of an interesting merging of eras uh, for that. So I really, really like that. And um, I think I'm really excited for what's to come with the reunion of characters. I think yes. that's probably what I'm most excited for. Uh, things I did do not like. Uh, one of these things that really bothered me was the scene where, Crusher has given this distress call and she's reached out to Picard and she used his communicator badge and everything. And he's watching this and he sees that she's in actual distress. She's in danger. She's been shot and she's bleeding out and she collapses before the video even ends. And then the next scene, rather than just jumping into the fray and going and stealing the ship and doing what they did, he goes and sits down on his comfy <laughs> armchair <laughs> Lights a, a, a fireplace fire. He's sitting cozy by the fire. He's got his nice, you know, like cozy clothes on. Um, and he's got his girlfriend next to him. And they're just casually talking about it as if as if he's trying to like the equivalent of, of this urgency is like me knowing that the trash needs to be taken out. But I'm like sitting on the couch and I'm like, do I really need to take the trash out right now? Or the boxes in the in the the recycling bin or the boxes that are out in the garage that need to be broken down. I'm like, I, I should probably go break them down, but I'm kind of comfortable and a little bit lazy right now. So I don't think I'm going to do it right now, but I'll do it eventually. But I don't have like a certain sense of urgency about it. And meanwhile, Beverly Crusher is bleeding out, maybe dead. And he hasn't even like lifted a finger yet. He still needs, I got to talk it over with my girlfriend. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. So that, that really irritated me. Um, the Rafi <laughs> stuff really bothers me. And um, I think, uh, I think it was a little slow to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for where it's going. So yeah. also yeah, nice tribute at the end. It said for Annie. At the very yes. end for that Annie was really Wilson. nice. That was really nice. I, I totally agree. Um, the first contact music played during the credits. Love that. That was the, the um, Jerry Goldsmith uh, theme from First Contact. Um, so that was great. And then also Star Trek fanfare. Uh, everything, everything was really great. So it's a, it's a good start. I'm looking forward to where this show is going. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's our thoughts of, of this week's episode of Star Trek Picard. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you are looking to follow us on social media, we do have a few different places where you can find us, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and we've made it super easy for you. We are now Treknopod, but also we've been Treknopod on our social media handles. So just look for at Treknopod. 
Uh, you can also subscribe to us if you enjoy listening to what you've heard uh, on YouTube and TikTok. We're going to be doing lots of little short clips and short form content related to our shows on uh, TikTok and uh, YouTube shorts and, and IG reels and things like that. So um, definitely look forward to that. And uh, we invite you to rate and review us. We don't um, we don't require it. We're not going to try to, you know, pressure you into doing so. But if you enjoyed yourself and you're gonna, planning on coming back for some additional uh, Trek content or Boldly Dadding, which is a, a great segment that we're bringing back in a big way, its own episode going forward, uh, then please, please, please uh, rate us five stars and give us a quick review. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to continue our ongoing recap and review of Star Trek Picard Season 3, and we'll be providing some more boldly dadding adventures. Now, I believe our mission of the week is complete. Now, boldly go and have a great week. And live long and prosper! Prosper!